0: Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Today I want to talk about what do you do with that gift that you've been given. Do you let it just lay there in a cupboard or maybe it's a subscription to a gym? Do you just leave it there until it expires or do you use it? In the book of 2 Timothy, Paul wrote to his dear son in the faith, and he says, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Paul says to Timothy, you've got this gift, dear son Timothy, I know that you are prone to be timid and reticent and fearful, but I'm telling you, Timothy, to stir up the gift. In Christmas terms, I could say to my child, I spent a lot of money buying this special gift for you. Please use it. Use it. Unwrap it. Try it out. Read the instructions. Find out how to use this gift and use it. I wonder if you have a gift right there with you now that is at risk of being wasted, of being unused. The Bible talks about us receiving the grace of God in vain, which means God has given us this thing, just like Timothy had been given this gift, this spiritual gift of power, of love and of a sound mind. But we have to use it. And if we don't, we are receiving the grace of God in vain. And so I want to look through the book of 2 Timothy. This is a slightly unusual talk today because what I'm planning to do is to summarize the whole of the book of 2 Timothy with this verse in mind. Paul starts the book by saying, stir up this gift that is already in you. You don't need to go looking for it. You don't need to ask for it again. It's already there. Stir it up. And then in the verses and chapters that follow in the book of 2 Timothy, he gives four instructions on how Timothy can use the gifts that God has given him. And so I'm going to go through them one by one. The first is he says, hold fast to what you already have. What he's saying is, don't chuck out everything that you've learned from your childhood Don't chuck out everything just because you have this new gift from God. Don't throw everything away. Hold on to it. It's a bit like saying at Christmas time, just because you get a beautiful brand new shirt, don't throw away all your old clothes. It's supposed to add to what you already have. And for us as believers, sometimes we are running after the latest shiny thing that we think God has given us. I've been in churches before where a pastor has preached a word from the Bible, and it's been wonderful and solid and powerful teaching from God's word. And after that, somebody has stood up and said, oh, Lord, we want to hear from you now. Please, would you speak to us? And I feel like saying, yes, prophecy is great, but don't throw out what we already have. And so he says in 2 Timothy 1 verse 13, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Paul says to Timothy, one of the ways you're going to develop this new gift, you're going to unwrap and use and stir up the gift that God has given you. And my friend, God has given you something great this year or maybe even in the last few weeks or months. But one of the ways is you're going to stir up the gift that you now have by holding fast to the gift you used to have, the Bible knowledge. He says, hold fast to the pattern of sound words which you've heard from me. He says the same thing a little bit later in chapter 3 verse 14. He says, you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Continue in the things you knew before and you were assured of, Keep the foundation strong while you add this new gift. He goes on to say, From childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the first thing we need to do is to add this gift that God has given us recently, whatever this new thing is, or maybe there's a gift that's just been lying dormant. He says, add it to holding fast to scripture. Don't throw out scripture to add the new thing. And there are so many applications to this in your Christian life. Scripture is the foundation. Jesus said, a man builds his life on a foundation, which is his words, Jesus's words. And when the storms come, That house will not be blown over. The foundation of holding fast to God's word is the key, the first key to being able to use the gifts that God has given you. The second thing he says is make some choices. Have you ever been in a situation where you have to choose either between one gift or another? Or perhaps you've been invited to two Christmas parties and you have to choose which one you're going to go to. We had, about a year ago, we had a a leader's dinner, a Christmas leader's dinner in our church, and everybody brought a gift, a Christmas gift, to the party, and we were then given numbers. And the first person took a gift. The second person could either choose one of the gifts in the pile or steal the first person's gift. And it went on like that throughout the evening. And there was a choice. You had to say, do I want to unwrap an unknown gift or do I want to take what I can see that other person has? And it was a great fun evening. But sometimes when it comes to unwrapping or using the gifts that God has given us, he says there are choices. And when you choose one thing, it means you reject another thing or you turn away from or you minimize the other thing in your life. And in 2 Timothy, Paul is advising Timothy how to make the most of the gifts that God has put inside of him. Power, love, and a sound mind. This Holy Spirit power within him. First thing he says is hold fast to what you already have. The second thing is he says, make some choices. In chapter 3, verse 2, he says, Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, from such people turn away. And Paul was saying you have to choose who you're going to spend your time with, where you're going to put your energy, where you're going to open your heart, whose affections you're going to seek and who you're going to give your affection towards. You know, Jesus spent time with everybody, especially uh, the sinners. And people criticized him and said he's a friend of sinners. But he gave his heart to his disciples. He opened his heart to his disciples. And he didn't allow the crowds of people who were not following him to change him. He was there to change Then And we need to make some choices. If we are going to, in this year ahead, use the gifts that God has given us. And again, I want to say God has given you a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. If we're going to use that gift, we need to hold fast, but then we need to make some choices about who we're going to spend our time with. In chapter 1 of 2 Timothy, Paul says, to Timothy, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings of the gospel according to the power of God. Paul says, choose to be with people who have a like mind and who are working for for God. And he says, do not be ashamed of me. You see, not only was Timothy timid and fearful, but he was ashamed at times of Paul. There were times where he didn't want to be associated with the brave Apostle Paul, and he wanted to just hide in the crowd and go along with everyone else and pretend he wasn't a follower of Christ. And Paul says, no, you must choose not to be with those certain people in a close, intimate way, and you must associate yourself with the people of God. Friend, the times that I have seen my spiritual fervor, my spiritual temperature go down The way that I, one of the best ways that I have managed to stir it up again is by spending time with people who love God, who are passionate about God, who are praising and worshiping God, who are obeying God. And I want to say to you, the second way that you can stir up or unwrap the gift that God has already put in you is to choose to spend time with people who are fervent for God. Find some Christians who are more on fire than you are. Find some Christians who are more obedient than you are, who love God more, who are more passionate, who are further along and spend time with them and it will rub off on you. The third thing we have to do is to do some cleaning. Have you ever on a Christmas morning opened some gifts and maybe everybody else in the family has opened gifts and you look at the floor of the room where you are, and there's just a mess. And you can't see the gifts because of all the wrapping paper and cardboard and just things that get in the way. And you have to clean. You have to remove all the unimportant things so that you can find that precious gift. And Paul says to Timothy, there needs to be some cleaning. He says in chapter 2 and verse 4, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crop. So Paul is using picture language. And just after that, he says to Timothy, think about these things and it'll start to make sense. And then he explains a little bit later in the chapter, he says, "In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, in other words, the vessels of dishonor, the wooden and clay things. If anyone cleanses himself of the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master prepared for every good work. Flee youthful lusts, pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. He says, get rid of the unhelpful things, the unhealthy things, the dirty things, the vessels of dishonor that would make you unclean. Set yourself apart for God and pursue these things with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So, Join yourself to others, but also make sure you yourself are saying, I'm going to clean myself. I wonder if you need to do that today. You know, it's possible that we have this wonderful gift a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And God has put so much in you, and He's got such great plans for you for this next year. But if we don't cleanse ourselves, if we don't get rid of those other things, You know, in the parable of the sower, the seed was sown in the third soil and it started to grow, but there were weeds also growing in the soil. And Jesus said that that seed was unfruitful. It didn't succeed. It didn't bear any fruit for the kingdom of God. And what was required is for the weeds to be pulled out. There are times for us not just to hold fast to God's word, not just to choose to be with God's people but we also need to root out habits and thoughts and just things in our lives that are bringing us down and not very helpful. If we get rid of the things that draw us into temptations, then we can clear out the clutter. We can see the gift that God has given us and we can use it. And then lastly, give to others. Have you ever been in the situation on Christmas Day where you have received lots of gifts and you didn't buy any gifts for anybody else? It's a terrible place to be and all the joy of Christmas is taken out. Not only must we hold fast to what we already have, choose the right relationships, get rid of what's unclean, but we must give away what we've got. Paul was saying to Timothy, you have this gift in you and one of the ways you're going to stir it up and use it and my friend for you, one of the ways you are going to develop the gift that God has given you is by giving it away. Let me read you a couple of the verses. In 2 Timothy 2, he says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. He was saying, what you've got from me, give it to others and tell them to give that to others as well. There's this giving away mentality. You know, when we give, it is more blessed than when we receive. You get a better kick, but also the Lord works in such a way that as we give, He gives more so that there's this constant flow through of blessings in our lives. And the minute we close our hand, we go to God with an open hand. We say, Lord, would you bless me, give me, help me, forgive me. And he gives. And if we close our hand and say, it's mine, I've got it now, then the flow of blessing stops. But as long as our hand remains open and we give to the next person, then he keeps giving to us. It's an amazing principle. And I want to challenge you today. This is my last point. Be a giver this year. Don't just hold fast to what you already have in God's Word. Don't just choose your relationships. Don't just cleanse yourself from unhealthy things. But choose to be actively giving away what God has given you. Another verse in the same book, chapter 4. He says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead, at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. He was saying to Timothy, you may feel fearful, timid, ashamed. You may be a reticent, shy character, And he also, in other places, says you have some physical weaknesses. You have illness and stomach problems. But he says, if you will give, if you will give and step out in faith, if you will preach to others, if you will give to others what you have received, try and look for opportunities to bless somebody else, to minister, to share. Then you will be stirring up this gift. And you will find that the gift that was there all along just gets greater and greater. Friend, I want to challenge you this Christmas season as we go into a new year. I know that it's been a hard year for many, many of us. And I know that you've had some real setbacks and difficulties and troubles. But I want to say to you, God has not given you a spirit of fear or of reticence or of pulling back or of saying, I'm not going to risk. That's not from God. God has given you a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Power, my friend. He's given you power to do things that normal human beings can't do. To speak and people find Jesus. To pray and see the world changed around you. To pray for healing or for miracles and see things happen. He's given you a spirit of power. Of love, you can love the unlovable and the unlovely. You can forgive and be gracious to people. You can help those in need of power and of love and of a sound mind, good thoughts, the ability to be confident and to know where you're going, to be stable in your thinking, and to not be depressed or confused. God has given you these great things, not a spirit of fear, but a powerful spirit. But it's up to us to stir up this gift that is within us. Hold fast to the Word of God, to the things you've learned. Remind yourself of truths that you learned maybe many years ago. Read the Bible again all the way through and remind yourself of what God says. Maybe start memorizing scripture again. Hold fast to the word of God. Choose who you're going to be with and spend time with fired up Christians to get your zeal and your passion back. And I know for some of us, for many of us, we haven't been able to meet with other Christians during these last few months. I want to say to you, do whatever you can to meet with other believers. If it has to be over internet, do that. But if you can meet in person, even if it's with one or two or larger crowds, whatever you can do, try and meet with other people because God has put a principle in place that when we get together with each other, we fire each other up in God's power, as it were. Choose to be with other people. Thirdly, cleanse yourself. Say, I'm gonna gonna stop those habits. I'm gonna cut things off in my life. I'm going to stop myself so that I can be clean and useful to God. And then fourthly, decide that you're going to be a giver. You're going to give more than you get. I want to say to you, you can never ever outgive God. He is the most generous. You can never outgive him. He says that he will give to you according to his riches and glory. You give In Luke, Jesus says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap. Because with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. And what that's saying is that you give to the best of your ability. God gives to the best of his ability. And his ability far outweighs yours. Be a giver, not just of finance, but of your time, of your forgiveness, of the gifts that God has put within you. Lord Jesus, thank you that you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you that you've given us this gift. You ask us to unwrap it and use it, and you've got such great plans for us for the year ahead. Lord, we thank you for this last year, for all the highs and the lows. We thank you that you've used the trials and the tribulations to work good things in us and you've protected us and provided for us and guided and helped us. And Lord, now we wanna go into this new year with faith and expectancy, and we wanna step into all the good works that you have prepared in advance for us to do. Lord, we commit this year to you. We thank you for your forgiveness and your cleansing for those things that we are ashamed of and that we are putting aside right now. And we thank you that you breathe new life and power Into us today. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.